Welcome to the Lesbian Podcast. I'm Jay Church. And this is Charlie. And we have a guest with us today, a friend of mine from Indiana, Allie. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi, Allie, Indiana. How are you? Doing good, doing good. So Allie just came out here because she is looking to move to the Bay Area. This is true. And really, who wouldn't want to live out here? Oh, and she's single, ladies. And she's single, ladies. (laughs) She's looking for a hot butch. (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Jay Church. <laughs> Jay Church's eyes lit up. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think, you know what would be really cool? I think it would be really cool if everyone who listened to this show that does live in this area went on our site and left a comment telling us why they stay here. Because most people are transplants, so they moved here for a reason. Don't you True. think? True. I think it'd be interesting because, like, there's so many things going on out here, and it's hard to decide. Usually, you have to choose between two or three things. So it'd be neat to see recommendations of what why people like to go to certain things or what their favorite part of the area is. Did you just say neat? I said neat. I could say neato. Would okay. that be even cooler? What was your reasoning to come do the lesbian podcast? <laughs> totally. I mean, I moved out here just for this. I saw a huge career ahead of me yeah. in podcasting. Yeah. And I knew I'd make millions. <laughs> and I couldn't, I couldn't pass that opportunity. And you couldn't pass up you. the top 100 hot butches of... <laughs> The nation, right? I mean, daggers for eyes. Anyways, moving on. Um, so anyways, if anyone is looking for a roommate or knows of anyone hiring, you should talk to our dear friend Allie here. Yes, but please. But hopefully she'll get a job before or a place before <laughs> this podcast actually airs. Never know. It airs Tuesday, Charlie. Yeah, sure. So anyways, we had a crazy weekend last weekend. Hmm... You don't sound like we had a crazy weekend last week. And that wasn't I'm a trying, crazy weekend reaction. You know, reaction. it was so crazy that I'm seriously <laughs> sitting here trying to remember, like, what did I do? Ooh, that's that's rough. Yeah. That is a rough weekend. It's been rough. Let me give you a recap. All right. So we went to Homo Gogo. That's right. Pretty all much all days. weekend. <laughs> all three days. That's why I don't remember, because there were shots and beers. They had, like, $2 uh, whiskey shots and... They had some really good names for them, too. Uh, oh, you the mean drinks. the cocktails? Yeah, the, the actual drinks themselves did not sound tasty to me yeah. at all, but the names of the drinks sounded fun. Which I can't recall right now. <laughs> I know. But the first day <laughs> we interviewed um, Girl in a Coma, so yeah. you should look for that. Well, that's coming out in this episode, yeah. so look for it later. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned. And then the second day... Um, we caught glass candy, which was a really, really awesome, amazing, uh, amazing. performance. Like she's so hot. She made me want to give my heart a hug from the back. What? <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> no, she, she was just keeps saying this because <laughs> think- she thinks that my yoga teacher told her to do that, and that when she told my friend Julie, who I always go to uh, with. Like we've been going for two years. I we've never ever heard her say that. So I don't know where. Like in her head. <laughs> oh, I heard it, and I use this you phrase heard from Buddha telling you to do that or something. No, I, like, I can't I make this stuff up. Whatever. I mean, who makes that up? Look at that face, Allie. <laughs> she's we lying again. We were talking again. about Jay Church lying. Jay Church is a horrible liar. I don't now. even know how to hug my heart from the back. I can't make this up. And but I now she's use making the lying you're face. You're still now. doing it now. What are you it's talking a very distinctive about? face. But I use this phrase to refer to all things yoga esque. 
and the, the lead singer of Glass Candy was very yoga-esque. And she I mean that in the best way. Yoga-esque. She was okay, totally, first she of was all, doing... It's like German disco, so I don't know where you get yoga She was from. stretching and barefoot and doing yoga moves on stage. Where do you she not get yoga flexible. from that? She's very flexible. She's very flexible. In a yoga sort but of way. But that's about it. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> in a but hug was, your heart from the back It was really sort of like entertaining she had a really good stage presence she was dancing in every song kind of jumping up and down and inviting people on stage with her to dance and she was just like an awesome performer and really sexy and that was my favorite one of my favorite um performers and then on the third day we um interviewed catastrophe who was exhausted from but we did get to catch some of his show and he was full of energy for yeah. it. We saw I think that was the first night. He was yeah. we, we walked in with him and Jenna Riot was on stage. Yeah. It was a really good show. So we're gonna probably put that interview out in a mini cast, which leads me to a new topic that we're gonna be doing mini casts now. So you can expect to hear the same longer version of our show every other week. And then in between, you know, as we feel like giving you extra presents, we're gonna give you mini casts. So it'll just be the interview. So you'll want to stay tuned for that and look for them. Awesome. So that was an aside. But going back to Homo Go Go, I did want to make one more comment about it. Um, the first night that we were there when we were doing Girl in a Coma, wasn't Girl in a Coma like the sweetest girls you've ever met? They were so nice. They were so nice. nice. Really yeah. sweet. And they were giving us suggestions as to like putting their a picture of them and just kind of like doing like... Uh, making their mouths move. Making their mouths move. So it, it looked like we were interviewing them, but not really. Yeah, because we actually were supposed to do a video interview, but our uh, camera met an untimely death. <laughs> <laughs> and so we were coming up with like alternative sources for how we could do uh, quote-unquote video interviews without actually having video. Yeah. Anyways. Sorry, my brother. Yeah. Sorry. It's my brother's camera. <laughs> Oops. Um, so can anyway. I ask a question really fast, just on yeah. behalf of all of the naive Midwesterners out there, what is Homo a go go? Oh, I'm so glad you asked, Ali. Mm-hmm. Homo a go go is. <laughs> that sounded totally set up and it wasn't. It. J Church is just really that cheesy. <laughs> really that cheesy. I practice this cheese. Corey um, is laughing his balls off right now. <laughs> Anyways. So, Homo a go go is like this huge, kind of like underground DIY queer festival. Um, and it's put on by Ed Varga, who's For those the head of you homo. That don't know, do it yourself DIY. I think <laughs> home just, improvement DIY is it? I'm okay, just I kidding. Okay. I just mean Peanuts Gallery right now. Oh, thank you, Peanut. Yeah. Um. So Ed Varga is the head homo, and he puts it's on Peanuts. I have two, not one. <laughs> Sorry. You're nutty. Um. So yeah, he has this his whole crew of volunteers, like tons of them, and we're actually going to try and get Ed Varga on the show so yeah. he can come on and probably give us a little better idea of it. But basically, it's music, it's workshops, um, it's performance art, performance art, <gasps> it's can actual like that? visual art. Yeah, that's where I was going with this next, and um, it's a three day festival. Mm-hmm. And you should really come out. It's something kind of different. Soma Arts, which is next to Trader Joe's on Bryant. I think it actually changes locations. I think sometimes oh. it's in Olympia, Washington. But it's okay. kind of like if you're used to doing like the Pride Circuit and going to like gay prides, and you're kind of just looking for something different. Like this would be yeah. a cool three day festival to come check out. Once a year? Yeah. I think it's every two years. I'm not sure, but it's like a mini queer music festival. But what's the name of that performer that I want to talk about? I don't know his name. Oh my god. But this this I mean biologically male guy comes on stage and he's totally 
kind of in drag, like genderqueer. He has a wig on and some makeup, but he's told like he's not in dress or anything. But he comes on and he's naked, right? Or mm-hmm. did he strip? Oh, uh, like, might have stripped. I don't know. Okay, see, the weekend was kind of fuzzy again. Yeah. Whiskey shots and but this particular Takati. performance, clear as glass. <laughs> yes. Oh, Staying I remember. On my the, okay, all I remember <laughs> is his naked body standing on stage. Screaming at the top of his lungs, singing to this Christian pop song, which sadly I remember from my teaching days at a <laughs> Christian private school. Um, but he's singing to the song and takes out a clear glass bowl, you know, like those mixing bowls, and he proceeds to pee into the bowl while singing, and then takes out, like, scoops out some bisquick, like you do. Yeah, but like totally measures it out like in tablespoons or whatever. Adds it to the pee in the mixing bowl. Proceeds to mix it and then takes out like, you know, a quote unquote Bible. Tears out pages. Sticks it to the paste in the bowl and then proceeds to glue it to himself. That's a lot of proceeding. It was Through just like Bible pages. Not. I don't know. I it was just. I just I felt like it was shock value. I didn't. I mean. You know, people came up to us after and were like, oh my god, that was so amazing. And I was just like, why was that amazing? Like, he peed in a bowl, and then he put fake Bible pages on himself. And they were like, well, it's a political statement. I'm like, Marilyn Manson's been ripping pages out of the Bible since the early 90s. There's nothing new or thought-provoking or anything about this. It's just fodder for me to talk about some guy basically pissed on himself <laughs> and made biscuits out of it. And then I <laughs> went and said to Girl in Coma, who was in the audience with us, um, you realize you have to go on stage after this, like, in, in a, on a pea-soaked stage. Like, I'm sure there's drippings everywhere. It's disgusting. Oh, and if right. anyone was there and, you know, sees this differently as me, I am totally open to new interpretations because of this act. someone came up to us afterwards. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm totally interested in, like, why this is so artful, Honest, honestly. I would like to know. Because I just, it, I didn't get it. What but does the Bisquick have to do with it? Maybe there's a meaning so behind form, it. I just didn't get it. Um, well, I'm sure it's, like, to form, like, a paste mm-hmm. to make it stick to himself. Like, paper mache kind of thing. Or maybe it's, like, the glue of God's word. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but, so we were... That's uh, how we should start every morning, with Bisquick. In urine. Yeah. So... I don't know. When we were telling other people about this, a lot of people were saying, yeah, performance art's kind of kind of iffy, you yeah, know, it's really hit not and miss. really a fan. But on that note, I did see really good performance art that night, too. And it was Krylon oh, yeah. Superstar. My next to glass candy, probably my favorite thing that I... My favorite act, I guess, I saw yeah. there. Girl in a Coma, Glass Candy Catastrophe, and Krylon Superstar. Four best things all weekend. Yeah. And Krylon Superstar came out in a white gown... Very gender non-conforming. Like she was singing, actually singing, not lip-syncing, from what I could tell. And her her pitch of her voice sounded like a woman. Like we thought it was. We a thought woman. it was a woman. And she was singing um, Portishead's. Uh, I can't think of the song. It's the one that's like, I want to be give me a, a woman. Reason. Give me a reason to be a woman. Yeah. Is that Dummy? What's the name of that song? Sour, Sour times. times. Yeah. Our producer is like the world's biggest Portishead fan, so Besides I knew he would me. know. And Charlie. Sorry, Charlie. All right. (laughs) So, um, she's singing, she's singing Sour Times, and she has these two other people dressed in white who start cutting away parts of this white, like, huge flowing gown. And as they cut it away, you can all of a sudden tell, like, it's a man. 
And I was like, oh, wow, that is crazy. Because she had, like, a big afro wig yeah. on. And just like, Macy like, Gray looking. That's yeah. really what I was thinking. Yeah. But, like, as as she... It was crazy because as she was singing this song, like, you know, give me a reason to be a woman, like, it totally went with the lyrics. Totally makes sense. And I'd never... I mean, I've heard that song tons of times. Ugh. And I'd never I just heard it. Chills. Yeah. It was a really good performance. I'd never heard that song and thought of it in that context. And now every time I hear that song, I will always think of this performance. Yeah. So that, that to me was kind of amazing. So thank you to Ed Varga and, you know, Homo Gogo yeah. people for letting us have uh, um, press passes all weekend. Um, thank you so much. That was awesome. Yeah. So um, the show, as always, we're going to have Rainbow Rumors for me. And then um, we're going to get into Q News and then we're going to get into the interview. So uh, let's get ready for Q News. Q News. Clear news you can use. Okay, so first up in Q News, um, there's some outrage in San Francisco over the local coverage of Harvey Milk's Medal of Freedom. Um, President Obama posthumously awarded a Presidential Medal of Freedom to the late gay San Francisco supervisor Harvey Milk. And the reason there's outrage is because uh, I guess the, the media decided to include homophobic remarks by Randy Thomason, who's president of the Campaign for Children and Families, an anti-gay lobbying group in California. And it's just kind of odd that, like, you know, we're, we're awarding this guy this presidential medal, and they went and tried to, like, balance the news with, like, get in the other side. It's kind of like... Well, which publications were doing so? Um, were they San Francisco... It looks like Zine several TV Zine. stations, including KPIX, CBS5, and KTV... You, the local Fox affiliate, <sighs> ran extensive news, trying to create drama. It, it it ran extensive pieces about Milk being given the country's highest civilian honor, and that included not only Thomason's derogatory comments about Milk and his legacy, but also footage of gay men who happened upon the press conference and denounced the statements as lies. So this would be kind of like giving, I don't know, a Martin Luther King the a medal, <laughs> and then going to the Ku Klux Klan to get their view on it. Like who does that? Yeah, that's that's so stupid. You know, yeah. you obviously know there's another well, side. Well, obviously this. people are being paid. You know, I know. Either way, it, it was really dumb, and I hope that everyone writes those those you know outlets and tells them that it was really dumb and not needed. That was it was totally uncalled for. And in other news, we have a controversial gender verification for a South African teen. Um, yeah, I just read did you read about this? this morning? Yeah, it was on CNN. I mean, it made like worldwide news. Her name's Caster Semenya, I believe is how it's pronounced, and she's an 18-year-old South African who's an 800 mil. Uh, sorry, 800 millimeters wouldn't be a very far race, would it? <laughs> an 800 meter track and field champ. <laughs> Anyways, she's um. You know, she's incredibly muscular. She's obviously put a lot of work into her body. And she just happens to not fit the typical um, societal expectations of a female. So they... She's like an eight-pack. She has an eight-pack, for sure. freaking crazy. But you remember when we had that episode with Talon here? And Talon was saying that, you know, like... It was the discussion on, like... People just assuming... Well, not that, but, like, um, people... Her argument, and this isn't my view at all, but her argument during that show was something that, like, you know, a lot of people 
she she feels that maybe a lot of people are being pressured into transitioning if they don't fit the societal standard of being mm-hmm. like your typical female that you know they should just you know maybe they're more masculine that they're being pressured into changing again not my point of view just throwing that out there and i feel like this kind of is along that same lines like she doesn't fit she doesn't look like your typical like long-haired you know non or like lean muscled female build so people are questioning her gender and it's unfortunate (laughs) yeah i bet you do (laughs) ellie has long blonde hair and probably couldn't look more femme (laughs) so and so this, i mean there's you know gender verification involves like gynecologist up like yeah, check-ins how, psychiatrist how is legal updates to submit her to so many tests well i mean i think she can opt out of it but like if she wants to participate in what she's been training for her whole life you know that sucks i mean i don't know that's like you win this medal that you've been training for for how long and then they're like oh wait are you a man Let's subject you to some testing before we can actually give you this. It does suck. Um, The alternative on that, though, is that I guess in like the 60s or the 50s, the Eastern Bloc um, would enter women into the Olympics that were like huge women, you know, and like had really non-feminine features. And it turned out that, you know, like Hitler and I can't remember this person's name, but um, entered this person into the olympics and they were giving them hormones basically to like increase their muscle build and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. these athletes didn't know that that's what they were being given they were just taking pills every morning and it had long-term lasting effects on these people so that Mm -hmm. later one of those athletes actually did transition just because she was already so far along like their voices changed and everything like that so in some ways this is to protect the athletes from having countries be able to do that to them you know because for smaller countries like you want to show power and like strength you do it you can do that through the olympics by showing that you have like you know a predominantly strong country with these athletes and stuff like that you know what i mean yeah so i don't know i mean there is a safety part to it it's just unfortunate that it has to happen at all i mean countries shouldn't be doing that and women shouldn't have to go through gender verification as a result of countries illegally doping their athletes you know mm-hmm. bad all around and then to close today I thought this was really interesting. Um, Let's Get Real has... They're involved with this somehow, I believe. They're either a sponsor for it or they've created it. It's a job ad board for gay girls. And it's called Gay Girls... or I'm sorry, Gay Girl Jobs. And you can go to it and it has all job listings from all over the country. And I was expecting to see like mostly... um, jobs in major cities like san francisco obviously i thought would have a lot in like new york maybe but they actually had a lot of um ads from like idaho and iowa and places where you wouldn't really expect i wouldn't expect at least to see a huge gay population where they could just post well, ads for lesbians get married only. in iowa so good point charlie <laughs> point well made i need to change my outlook on the u.s so it's actually um i think you can just google gay girls plural jobs plural and it should be the first link that comes up and it's like i said um a lot of recent ones a lot of ones from august and it's all places that are looking to hire lesbians so in this economy awesome. i thought maybe that's something everyone should know nice and that's all i have for key news today so maybe let's get I'll into apply oh yeah you should apply <laughs> um so let's get into rainbow rumors charlie rainbow rumors 
So, I don't know how many of you lesbians out there um, used to watch Sex in the City, but it was one of my favorite shows just because, I mean, it is very heterosexual, but very, very funny and witty. But um, Well, Sarah, and there's a lesbian on the show. Cynthia Nixon, right? Well, she came out after the show. Oh. But they're making a Sex in the City movie part two. So exciting. Oh. Anyways, not Sarah, excited at all. I thought that came out. The movie? Part two. Part one came out. Oh. It was not good. Oh, really? I didn't particularly uh, care for it. I have mixed feelings about it. I never watched the series, so I didn't watch the movie either. But anyways, this isn't really about <laughs> Sex and the City, but Sarah Jessica Parker, who is known for Sex and the City, um, as you know, they are, uh, her and her husband, Matthew Broderick, already have a son. I think he's like four now or something. Um, but recently, uh, their surrogate mother gave birth to, um, I think twins. No, maybe it's just their second child. Anyways. Probably twins. It's all the in thing to do right now. I know. (laughs) Seriously. Um. You don't have twins. You're not even popular. But what's on Curve's gaydar this month is, uh... I guess tabloids call her surrogate mom a pink-haired, tattooed bisexual. I'm like, why is that bad, though? Or why is that or news? Relevant. Yeah. She's <laughs> just an oven. Matter? I mean, it's not like <laughs> they're using her. She's an incubator. <laughs> an incubator. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but there, it's not but like really, she's, she's they're ha- using her as long ovaries. As I mean, like her eggs out. or anything. They're using Sarah Jessica Parker and... You know, Matthew Broderick. Right. So, I mean, as long as the surrogate is taking care of herself and her body, who cares if she's tatted or has pink hair? Yeah. She sounds like she's possibly a San Franciscan. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's not like she's going to pass on any of these traits to the baby. She's she's definitely not going to pass on the pink hair. (laughs) And (laughs) what is that? What does the arts community even care? I mean, aren't Matthew Broderick and Jessica, Sarah Jessica Parker really into the arts What's anyway the it seems media? like they were i don't know what media is giving her hell about it whatever um but someone that's been uh my second item is someone that's been kind of rumored to be gay bisexual whatever michelle rodriguez who is in girl fight totally gay totally oh, we've known this forever queer. right so <laughs> and she's really hot <laughs> Well, she's hot as a femme. I was looking at this picture and I couldn't believe that it was her. I was like, who is that hot chick? And it turned out to be her in a dress with longer hair and makeup. And I was like, whoa, that's Michelle Rodriguez. You don't find her hot as a butch? Mm, No, she's a little too butch for me. Oh, yeah. Mm. See, I like her kick-ass attitude. Hmm. Yeah. Different strokes, different strokes. Women that can kick ass. It's hot. (laughs) But um, Michelle Rodriguez flipped out at her manager's wedding, according to New York Post. At the bachelorette party, Rodriguez um, got pissed off when the male stripper that they hired asked for a female volunteer, um, and I guess he made her get down on her knees, and she's like, quote-unquote, that's bullshit, she yelled. He should be kneeling for her. This is a bachelorette party. And then then once the stripper started dancing and nuzzling his crotch in the bride's face, the actor yelled, this is the kind of thing that brings out the bisexual in me before storming off. And That's what I like, mean. Really? She just really? she seems like a walking 
mess. Like, didn't she have two DUIs? That's yeah. why I said I want someone or who can I, drive. I she had huh. one DUI. I, I thought know. she had, like, two DUIs in one year. Maybe I'm wrong, and I take back my driving comment. But, like, every time I see her in the press, she's either, like, fighting with someone, screaming at someone. Like, can't you just be, like, a normal lesbian? Sounds maybe like she's Or maybe that is a normal issues. lesbian. <laughs> maybe it's the alcohol that brings out the bisexual in me. Ew. <laughs> in her, I mean. Sorry. I know, but then we'd have to cross her off our hot list. Anyway, um, my third item is um, Beth Ditto, who is the lead singer for The Gossip, has been recently getting a lot of um, attention in the fashion world. She um, posed for the cover for the inaugural issue of British Style Mag magazine Love, which is, I think, a magazine geared for larger women. And then she's also designing her own collection for plus size line Evans. Um, but I guess according to Hamish Bowles, who is a blogger for uh, the he was blogging. He works for um, the European Vogue as the editor. He recalled Ditto's memorable performance at a Fendi party at Paris Fashion Week. So I guess she was performing, and she's dressed in a custom. Carl Lagerfeld get up and she started stripping and then so as she's singing she she's basically singing uh, standing in the way of control and she decides to take a celebratory stage dive and she's Ooh. a large woman yeah um, but you're at Paris Fashion Week like these women are twigs like they have no right. muscle mass and I don't know why you, you would, would crush them. And they depend on their to, looks for their income. Right. <laughs> why would you decide to, you know, stage dive into that crowd? Mm. Like, it's all gay men and models that are trying to protect. <laughs> they probably have insurance on their face. Like, I don't think anyone's going to try to catch you, girl. Like, I don't know what, what you're thinking. I like Beth Ditto, too. But, like, I mean, I'm not a very big girl. And I probably wouldn't stage dive into a bunch of runway models. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Yeah, so basically they all kind of fled and she landed on the floor. I bet hindsight was twenty twenty on that. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing. I hope she wasn't injured though. Story. Did you have anything about was, was uh, she okay? That was, that was the end of the story? It. Yeah. I feel like that story is missing a huge chunk of information. Was she okay? <laughs> it was just funny. That was the point of it. It's Jay Church is suddenly like I'm I very don't know, concerned over here. Very concerned. Over here. I mean, we could probably speculate. She probably wound up what with a mild she, concussion, black eye. I'm sure she was fine. Some bruises for sure. I don't know. Let's just take a moment of silence for Beth Ditto. Stop it! <laughs> oh my gosh. Our prayers go out to you, Beth. So was she naked when she dove into the crowd? I think she just maybe had taken off her corset or something, so she still had, like, a bra and a skirt or whatever she was wearing. She had minimal clothing. Oh, right. very scantily clad. Hmm. Yeah. Stage diver. But she has extra padding, right? All right, St. Jay <laughs> would like to close Rainbow Rumors now. Is that okay Saint with the masses? Jay. <laughs> Mother Jay. Mother Church. I like St. Jay. I'm working on my canonization. I like Mother Church. Mother that Church. Um, pseudonym. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so let's get into this interview with Girl in a Coma. Awesome. So this is the Lesbian Podcast, and we're here with Girl in a Coma. Um, I'm going to have you each introduce yourselves, and then tell me, like, tell me your name and what you play, sing, whatever, okay? Okay, I'm Jen, and I play bass guitar. 
I'm Fani, I play drums. I'm Nina, I play guitar and lead vocals. Awesome, very good to meet you guys. Um, so we're here at one of Homo Gogo's, um, their opening event, it's on Friday. And um, your live show, which I'm really looking forward to because I've heard so many good things about you guys, has been compared to Beth Ditto and The Gossips by Homo Gogo. So do you see any similarities there, differences? It's probably in the energy, I would say. Um, yeah, because the, the Gossips are a very energetic band, and yeah. you know that's their force, and I think we try to do the same thing. Right. So that's probably where we get that from. And then Nina's, no, we love her voice, so it's probably... We love her. We love her. We love her. <laughs> And then, um, I mean, the gossip is a queer band, and you guys are like two thirds queer. Two thirds queer. That's our our name of our third album. (laughs) (laughs) Is it really? No. (laughs) That's a good um, good idea, though. Maybe try it out. Um, So, what song are you guys most looking forward to performing tonight? Songs, uh, probably. I like playing. like I like playing Say, that's an older song of ours, and I really like to play Baby Boy, which is a new song off the new album. They're basically they're fast. They're fun to play. I like playing Vino. It's more of a mellow song, but it's because it's so easy for me. <laughs> Sounds like a mellow song. Wine. <laughs> awesome. Um, and then, so you guys were founded by Joan Jett and Two Live. Okay. You were founded by Joan Jett and signed to her Black Heart Records label. So we know that there's like a movie coming out about her life. Um, can we expect to see you having a part in the Runaways biopic that's coming out? Um, I think if, if anything, they'll talk about how she started the label. Yeah. And, and there was maybe talks of like having the mention of this. the band. I don't know what she's it's talking about. I always, I always have the knowledge and the girls don't. I'm just kidding. So, but if anything, I don't think so. No, not, not with us. Uh, I mean, it's really all about the runaways and, yeah. and maybe like quick update on Joan and what she's doing now and stuff like that, which is really, really cool. So we're looking forward to seeing it. And, uh, you know, we're just proud to be on the Are label. Um, so you named your, I read that you guys named your band after one of the Smiths songs, Girlfriend in a Coma. And then later in 2007, you actually opened for him, for Morrissey, on his tour. So um, he seems to have a knack for finding good queer female artists. He also found Melissa Farrick, um, got her start by opening for him as well, which we've also interviewed. Um, so do you, I mean, yes, he's queer. Like, do you think, like, he just has that, like, gaydar to find, like, queer band? We don't know if he's queer, uh, but... He's kind of queer. Come on. <laughs> I We don't know. I mean, honestly, being on tour with them, there's still a big question mark in our head. Uh, so we'll just, we'll leave it at that. But, like, um, I think I, I think he likes female vocals a lot, honestly. He's he's really into uh, a, a female like Nina or, or even Christine Young. Uh, just, like, you know, with lots of range in the voice and stuff. I think that he's very fond of that. So we were just happy. We, we were really happy to be on that tour. And it's probably one of the best things that's ever happened to us, I think. Awesome. I love him. And, um, yeah, I really like female vocals as well. Like, I just like the pitch, and it's a little more melodic and stuff. Um, so let me ask you about your tattoos. 
I mean, anything that you can tell us, maybe your favorite tattoo or something that you are looking forward to getting? I, I have an Elvis cock on my left arm. No, you don't. Let me. Oh, my God. It's, um, it's a picture of a cock on her left arm and the head of Elvis and even the hair. That's awesome. And how did you come up with that concept? It was really random. A buddy of ours in Chicago said, do you want a tattoo? And then I've been wanting a, a giant cock on my arm and with lots of color and stuff like that. So, And I love Elvis, so I just kind of combined the two together. Okay, and since this is an uh, audio uh, recording and not a video recording, when I said cock, I meant like a male chicken. So, a rooster, <laughs> not um, cock with a head of Elvis. I thought you were talking about a dick on your arm, too. Um, that's amazing. That's awesome. And then? I have a, my favorite one is I got a, a one of Frida Kahlo's um, portrait painting here. Um, the one where her spine's all broken up. And I plan to get uh, David Bowie in Labyrinth on my other side. I love that movie. Um, I just went to one of her um, exhibits at um, the MoMA. And then also my friend, shout out to Julia. Um, she has, she just, when Morrissey was in, um, I, I guess he was playing for, he was in San Francisco, right? She got a tattoo of his face on her arm. So, yeah, that's awesome. And then how about? Well, speaking of, I have... Uh, Viva Hate, which is one of Morrissey's albums on my arm. And that's my favorite one. I eventually want sleeves, but I don't know what I want. I kind of let artists do whatever. That's beautiful. I love that. She's a backstage homo, so. Backstage homo. We're just making up terms as we go. And then um, while you're here at Homo Gogo, who else are you hoping to check out? And it doesn't have to be someone tonight. It could be throughout the whole weekend. Well, we're, sadly, we're only here for today, so it's got to be a racerata, which uh, all of us are really thrilled. Um, so we're really excited about that. I concur. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's like, uh-huh. <laughs> awesome. It was so great to meet you guys. You're super sweet and nice in person. Like, take advantage of us right now because we are like half awake, half asleep, and you could ask us more questions and we could have some funny answers, but we should stop. <laughs> Wait, you want me to do it? You want me to stop? You're kind of confused. I'm, I'm not half awake. You just ratted yourself out. I'm not half awake. Did you guys have, did you guys have like a long night last night? Uh, we stayed up kind of late, just getting ready and stuff. And then our, we woke up at 5.30 for our flight. And uh, we got a nap here, though. When we came, we, we had a nice nap. But day naps are weird. It feels like it, they're like fake. They don't really work. They don't work for me either. I wake up kind of more groggy. But um, are you guys leaving tonight? Are you leaving tomorrow? What's, what's the plan? Early morning. But we'll be back in San Francisco uh, this fall. We're going to be um, touring uh, again. So, uh, Where in San Francisco? Uh, I'm not too sure. I mean, we usually play Bottom of the Hill, but I think that they're booked up right now. So we'll have to catch that venue again later on but uh i just would suggest to check out our myspace and uh i know that for sure we should be coming so uh we had a really great show the last time we were here and um we had to keep that momentum up and and, and visit as much as possible so especially with all your career fans in san francisco and um i'm looking forward to seeing you guys 
back here in San Francisco. And then maybe let us know or we'll check out your MySpace page and we'll let your fans know. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for talking with us. Yeah. All right. So thank you for listening. That was an awesome interview. Such sweet girls. Um, uh, check out our new website at the lesbian podcast.com. Um, and then, uh, remember that we're going to continue with these little mini casts. Um, and I think it'll be fun cause we'll kind of just bring our recorder wherever, you know, to different events that we go to and stuff and do like, you know, really quick interviews with people. Um, and then also remember that we have a new transplant coming out here. So if you have a U-Haul that you want to help Allie, Indiana move, or, you know, someone who's also single or you want to hook yourself up with a date. Um, I mean, or, ideally you own your own business, have your own apartment and are single and you just want to move her fill, into your yeah, life. You want to just move, right. yeah. move her in and, fill all three of those needs <laughs> we got the person for you right you're, here you're perfect you're yeah perfect. i'm perfect for oh you. and she's a smarty she just graduated and took the bar exam um but um so you know write us you know just write send us. us your email phone number <laughs> and they will surely your name your you size <laughs> i don't know whatever you want to say <laughs> All right, and on that note, I think it's time we need to get out of here. The fumes are starting to get to Charles. (laughs) Okay, Mother Church. (laughs) Toodaloo. Stay sexy. Was it good for you?